Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 166 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Hello. Hi. And I, you know, I'm going to tell you a story about why technology is a hellscape that is going to ruin our lives eventually. So implying it hasn't already. Well, that's true. But at work, um, because we are IT, we have like more access to things than most other users on campus. So like uh, when they added two factor authentication, we have to use the we have to use it uh, every time we log in. So like what will have to have uh, something text us a code to log in, whereas like normal users can say, oh, remember this computer for 30 days or whatever. Yeah, I I've had to do that for years. I I I just bought like a key fob thing that I have to push a button and then it like gives me a code. I've had to do that for uh, years at work. Yeah, well, we just recently started having to do it because we just have admin privileges and it's sure. a big deal. But what happened earlier today, I was going to scream. I when we install Adobe on new computers, it uses the same single sign on thing. So we have to use it. I needed to install Adobe. I said, text me the code. I didn't get it. Mm. And I let the countdown timer go down 60 seconds until I could click send me another one, which I did. Uh, 60 seconds passed again and I still didn't receive either code. But then I started receiving. I started I got the code and it was like, oh, well, this is already expired. Right. And then I got the other code and it was already expired. And then I kept receiving the code. <laughs> like, I shit you not. I Normally what happens is I will receive it from the same number. So, like, I'll just have one text message conversation that is uh, the giving me the new code. I received th- over th- messages from over 30 different numbers. Sweet. And I was receiving two or three of these codes every like 20 seconds and it was the same two codes over and over and i literally my phone was unusable it just kept popping up and like someone texted me in the middle of that and i like totally lost track of the conversation i was just like what the fuck and i sent our network security team a email being like hey this is a wild issue like what the fuck is going on and they didn't get back to me until it had after it stopped happened happening like a half hour later so it just happened for a half hour i was just receiving these like every like 20 30 seconds like two or three text messages from this thing and i just was like how does that happen there is there wasn't even a way for me to like get impatient and click the button a bunch of times because it makes you wait 60 seconds before you can ask it to send again so something got real real fucked up and uh i i don't know man but i i kept them all so that when someone says that didn't happen i can be like the fuck it didn't look (laughs) at this you know what's gonna be fun what when the rest of the campus has to do that and then that's going to happen to people and then you're going to be the one i know and then they'll call us Mm -hmm. and be like how did you fix it and i'll be like jokes on you fuck face just live with it for a half hour (laughs) i don't know yeah but i just was like well why is this happening Mm -hmm. please god so i you know i hope it was just me The weird thing is, like, there are programs out there that, like, 
you don't have to have it like text you. Well, this we do because of the way it's set up, the way the single sign-on thing works. So, well, I'm just because like, it has like, to get authenticated by our specific on-campus server. Oh, okay. <laughs> because you could only access a bunch of stuff from on-campus. So, sure, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I just this is a fucking hell nightmare. Mm. Well, I yeah, didn't otherwise, have... otherwise, I would add it to an authenticator, but I can't do that. So. Right, right. Because like there's like the Google Authenticator works great. I have that for a lot of things. Yeah, it works fine. It doesn't send me messages. I just open the app. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's dozens and dozens of messages. <sighs> yeah, the the one at work, I can download an app, but I'm like, hey, work, you don't pay for my cell phone, so. Uh, I'm not gonna, so I don't have like any of my work stuff on there. Cause I'm like, if you want to pay for my cell phone bill, then you can, then I will happily put anything you want on my phone. No. Yeah. I mean, they just, the, ours, it'll either text you or you can get it to your work e- email. Email, right. But... Maybe you should switch to your email. <laughs> Cause yeah, who cares, maybe who cares if you get 30 emails and exactly. 10 minutes. Oh my fucking god! And then like it was even worse because it's sending me the same two expired codes over mm-hmm. and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't even new codes. So I was just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man!" If you keep trying those codes, eventually they'll work again. Yeah, someday. Mm-hmm, someday. So, someday. <laughs> fucking ridiculous! It's like I'm just trying to do my job. Like, why does everything have to be so much more difficult than it needs to be? Mm. Uh, and that, that leads us, you know, right into the news. We won't talk about the game awards stuff really until, uh, the The game awards Mm -hmm. portion, which is at the end. Um, boy, uh, the, this first one, uh, at first when I heard this or read this, like, I was just like, I don't think we should talk about this, Manny. Uh, just cause like, you know, our, our podcast is just like, it's stupid. It's lighthearted. But I was like, the more I thought about it, I was like, I think we have to talk about it, right? Like, th- like, because if we don't, then we're just doing. I, I should just say, uh, PlayStation exec uh, George. I don't know how to say his last name. It's Kachiopo. Uh, it doesn't matter. He was he was caught in basically like a pedophile sting operation, uh, trying to solicit a fifteen year old. Uh, he was a senior vice president uh, engineering for the uh, the PlayStation Network. Uh, like, like I, as I said, like I didn't want to talk about this, but I was like, no, because like if if we just bury this and like if everyone just kind of buries it and not talk about it, then like that's what this George wants. Like, like, like it. I I don't really have anything to say other than like, hey, this is a shithead, and he's been fired from Sony, and he's probably going to get arrested if he hasn't already been arrested. Yeah, he was the senior vice president of uh, engineering, was it? Uh, the PlayStation Network specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's terrible. And especially with all the other stuff that's been going on recently. Um, you know, it's I mean, that's never good. But no, it just it just feels like there have been so many um, like sex related scandal type things going on. And it just is. I don't know. It's really upsetting uh, just in general. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And it just. Ugh. Well, did you see the picture? He was wearing a PlayStation shirt. Jesus. Because like, did you like he was like it was like caught on like camera on like a TV show or something like that. I don't know. 
Oh, nice. Yes, well. it's you should. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I there's not really a lot to discuss. I mean, like he's a shithead and fuck him. Uh, that's all yeah. I really have. That's that's my expert analysis on that. That's a good so. analysis, <laughs> I think. You know, to be honest. So let's let's just kind of move on there and just kind of stick with some happier stuff because like after that like everything's just kind of better right yeah garfield is much less depressing this Mm -hmm. was uh leaked a long time ago because they found the stage in the code and a bunch of stuff in the code for nickelodeon all-star brawl uh but they announced to ign yesterday that uh garfield is coming to nickelodeon all-star brawl and the announcement said on the 21st but the game patched last night and it said like it added Garfield. <laughs> so I maybe I read the like date wrong or something. I don't know. I'll have to check. But maybe they just like added the stuff for him to come out on the 21st. I, I don't know. And what I thought was funny about this was people are getting really mad because they like they made several different tweets about this. Like they were like, oh, my God, Garfield's coming to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl at Microsoft. And then they made a separate tweet where it's the same thing, but at Sony. And so people from each console would comment on the one and be like, I can't believe it's only coming to PlayStation. (laughs) And it was like, why would you guys do that to yourselves? Like, you know how the fucking internet works? Like, that's so weird. And it like, if they watched the embedded trailer, like the trailer is like... 30 40 seconds long and at the end it shows every platform like it doesn't make sense if uh, it's so weird i don't know why you would do that that's fine um garfield looks neat uh does he have anything involving lasagna uh yeah he throws uh, uh his stage is on lasagna it's like it's a lasagna pan i am a big fan of that and so, like, I, I got to go back and watch it. They just released one of those weird images where they show all of his moves like they did with the other characters. I think he does have a move relating to lasagna, but there's one where it looks like he's throwing a pie. And that's weird. Uh, I saw someone saying he shouldn't be playable on Mondays. And I, I, I like that a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just weird because, like, it, yeah, Garfield and Friends did air on Nickelodeon. Um, so right. it's just like it's a third party character. Garfield's fun. I, I think that's a, a fun thing. It's sad because that game kind of like died off super hard. Um, but, you know, maybe they can come back with the, the first two DLC characters will be free and they are Garfield and the other one that they didn't announce, but is known as Shredder from Ninja Turtles. So I don't know. Maybe they'll come back from it. I mean, especially like if people end up picking it up uh, around Christmas time, you know, there's always a second wind for that, that kind of thing. Oh, well, yeah. And, you know, people now getting it for you know Christmas or whatever. So, yeah. And like, I'll, I'll boot it up again and fuck around with Garfield, you know? So, and they just, the last week they added the, uh, alternate costumes for every character and stuff. I didn't see what Garfield's was, but um, maybe he doesn't have one. I don't know. Uh, the next one on here, you put uh, yes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla news on December 13th. Um, did that uh, they first tweeted. expansion already come out? Uh, like, I think the one about druids or whatever the hell it was. I think they've already had one expansion because that that came out, I want to say, like in the spring, like April, May. Wrath of the Druids came out May 13th, and it's the first of two expansions. And they, they, uh, the Assassin's Creed Twitter, they, they tweeted 
out that like, hey, we have an announcement on the 13th at like 9 a.m. PST. So I'm sure it's just going to be more DLC. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah. I I think it's neat the way they're doing like larger expansions for it. Um, and instead of doing like what they did with uh, a basically Assassin's Creed 2 with Brotherhood and um, uh, Revelations, Revelations, they're just kind of just making them DLC add ons to like the original game. Yeah. And I like for me, I think that kind of like works better. I, I don't know. Like it just I think it makes more sense than developing a whole new $60 product. It does, but at the same time, like, it, I think it encourages people not to play it type of thing. And, like, if you didn't play Assassin's Creed Odyssey's, like, uh, stories, like, their, their DLC, yeah. there are big things in, like, the like the modern day story that you completely missed if you just went from, like, base game Odyssey to base game Valhalla. Which I think is also kind of cool that they're just like, yo, fuck, you know, fuck you if you're not playing everything, I guess. But it is kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, uh, more news. It'll just be more DLC. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it just because I'm enjoying kind of playing the older Assassin's Creed, right? Assassin's Creed's right now. So, mm. so. Uh, which I guess kind of like, uh, you know, Valhalla Vikings and then Sony just purchased Valkyrie Entertainment. Uh, yeah, which is like a studio that uh, was mostly like a support studio uh, that seems to have supported a lot of games over the last several years. Yeah, and they had um, done work on God of War 2018, and they're going to do work on Ragnarok coming up. But yeah, I, they apparently worked on uh, League of Legends, Valorant, Halo Infinite, Forza Seven, Shadow of War, and a bunch of other stuff. So. Uh, yeah, and like this is the kind of thing that like Jeff Grubb talks about all the time, where talent uh, for software development is like at a real premium right now uh, for video game developers because like a lot of development studios are just like busy doing other stuff. So if Sony or Microsoft can buy them, it's like the easiest way for them to be able to just like pick up software development talent at the moment. Well, not just that, but like. Um... Crystal Dynamics is helping Microsoft with that. Uh, oh God, what is the uh, that their quadruple A studio? What's the name? Oh yes, fuck the the initiative. perfect dark. The initiative, per- the perfect dark game, yeah. which I I still think is so weird. Uh, I mean, sometimes you just need extra bodies. Yes. To help well, you out there. I'm saying more just like Crystal Dynamics. You'd think like Square Enix would want them working on a game, but. <clears throat> I mean, sh- maybe they're they're just more confident in the money from Microsoft than if they were to develop another game. Yeah, if they're, they're like, just keep making Marvel and then the other other one, the ones not doing that are, you know, helping Microsoft. Just, yeah, just kind of weird. But, you know. Yeah, that's cool. I mean. Mm-hmm. Sony needs more studios as well. I mean, this I don't think Valkyrie is gonna like make a game anytime soon. But no, uh, it's just good to have the extra hands to help out at other studios. If it helps, kind of like you know, get their games out a little quicker, uh, I could see that as a win for Sony. So yeah, 
Uh, and our final news story here that's not related to the Game Awards is before the Game Awards, the Pokemon company, who now just like, I realized this like a while ago, but now it like really set in that they just like don't show Pokemon stuff at Nintendo Directs anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they just, the Pokemon company decided that we're going to have our own Directs or just own trailer drops outside of Nintendo. And so they just like yesterday at like 6 p.m., we're like, here's a trailer for Hisu and Voltorb, and he's uh, grass and electric, and his bottom half is wood, and that's because the uh, the Pokeballs that they use in Pokemon Legends Arceus are like partially made of wood, and so then it also means that maybe Voltorbs mimic the way Pokeballs look in each time period that they exist, like they evolve to um, blend in with things like that. Um, but the coolest thing about this, other than that, I think like, I I don't know, it's got like, it looks cute. I don't know. It's got fun eyes. Uh, this confirms that uh, the leaks of what Hisuian Pokemon are in Legends Arceus. Uh, so the leaks are real now because everything that had been leaked before up to this point was real. Um, I guess, you know, I because there's only 17 Hisuian forms, and I think seven or eight brand new Pokemon forms, uh, I, you know, I won't say it on the podcast here in case people don't want to be spoiled about what's coming, but um, right. I I am excited. Uh, I All of the, the Pokemon that are getting Hisuian forms or evolution forms, I think, really deserve it, um, or they're just fun. Uh, so that that's neat. I I am excited, and I this I I don't think those leaks count like um, legendary Pokemon because I I will say that like Arceus isn't one of the ones that was listed as having another form, but I I have to imagine that there is some type of like new event Pokemon as well. But usually that's not like in the. I mean that doesn't always leak at the same time as everything else. Like no. Zeora was one of the event Pokemon from Sword and Shield and like that never leaked anywhere uh, and stuff like that so I I bet those will end up getting leaked once the game is out and then they'll be released as events later or something but yeah no no like new event Pokemon or anything that people seem to be saying but yeah Hisu and Voltar was one of the ones that was rumored for a very long time um, and it indicates that there will also be Hisu and Electrode uh, in all the leaks, so I, I I'm I didn't find anywhere. Do we know it's typing? Yeah, it's grass electric. Oh, it's grass electric. Okay, yeah. that's that's Which really interesting. The technically, it is the first Pokemon to have that. If you don't count um, Lawnmower Rodom, well, which I mean, like, why would I mean that? That of course counts. I mean, it does, but it's not like its own <laughs> Pokemon. You know what I mean? I guess, but I mean, it, it, it's not the first. It's the, I, I guess, yeah. T- technically, no, yeah. but I mean, like, no one fucking has Lawnmower Rodom unless you're, like, doing actual competitive Pokemon battling. Which I, yes, if you're on Showdown, because I do a lot of, like, the random battling, so, like, I see it yeah. occasionally, so. Yeah, so it's cool that it's um, a type outside of that. I mm-hmm. it, it seems to be that they are, like, a lot of the Hisuian forms are... Uh, and just like the new Pokemon forms that are like evolutions of older Pokemon are mostly like new types or like newer, like less, um, right. you know, less seen Pokemon type combinations. So. You mean like, like fire fighting? 
Uh, yes, like firefighting. I think one of them is firefighting, which is uh, <laughs> sad. But uh, in fairness, one, like, one, that one, is one, very... was, one of them was fairy and something else mixed together. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. I, I can't remember now. I'd have to look at the the list again. But fairy poison would be interesting. Yes, that would that would be interesting. Um, so yeah, that's really all the news, I guess. Uh, other than uh, Raven, a bunch of their QA testers got laid off uh, recently in kind of a really shitty way. So that's fun. Um, they just, they like, couldn't afford it. It was just too much. They couldn't afford it, and yeah, that that was what I told you yesterday. Was someone mm-hmm. did the math and. Uh, the raise Bobby Kotick took last year would have paid the people they laid off for over a hundred years. So he earned it though. He earned it. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to keep those people with, you know, I, I, he, I mean, he has a lot of bills to pay. I mean, like, it's true. It's you, true. you just wouldn't understand the finances of a man in that position. So. It's, it's true. I've also was not in the movie Moneyball, So, you know, I just can't comprehend any of this. Yes. Um, so yeah, that is shitty and Activision continues to be shitty. So, you know, that's, uh, yay. I, I feel so bad for QA testers. Like, I don't even know how they, they do it. they They also have to live in like the most expensive areas. Like how the fuck they're getting paid probably minimum wage. And they're like, Hey, you have to live in like. San Francisco. Yeah, no. Good, it, good, good luck. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And it's just like, it. I feel like anytime like QA testers are in the media or anything like this, it's because they're just like, either they're just getting fucked over in some new and unique way. And it's like, right. the job is not like super great either. No, I mean, no. you're just trying to like smash your head against the game to break it. And then a lot of the time, like, there's not even enough time or resources to fix the bugs you do find and it just fuck man remember yeah. remember when sony did that uh reality tv show thing? the tester yes and they're like forget, baby and then they're like hey if you win you get to become a tester so you get the lowest level position in a company uh yeah. that, that went on for at least two seasons i don't know if there were more than that but Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So whenever I hear you know uh, QA testers, I always I just think of that show. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll that's really all there it was. Three for seasons, news. by the way. Three seasons. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's all there was for the news outside the game awards, which popped off with a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, so we can get into what we have been playing. Matt, what have you been playing? Uh, we'll start out. <clears throat> Uh, by saying I've see work at this time just like dies off because like I you know I work in an insurance agency and just like no one's like you know what I'm gonna shop for car insurance in December like everyone's just thinking about Christmas and the holidays and stuff so it's just like I have very little to do so I was like you know what I'm gonna download Civ 5 and I'm just gonna play Civ 5 at work and occasionally answer the phone okay that's so i've been doing that quite a bit at work (laughs) okay uh so and i've been just kind of like messing around playing with like the harder difficulties uh and i i I don't know how familiar you are with the difficulty settings but they're like eight different settings 
Uh, like obviously, like eight is the hardest. So I normally just kind of played around four, but I, this week I started playing on the high, higher difficulties, and today I won on uh, seven difficulty seven. Nice. Which I was like, wow, because uh, I, I dicked around with eight once and I lost like instantly. I just got like demolished and I was like, Jesus, I can't do this. It is hard playing even on seven. I just felt like I was behind the entire time. But then I was able to just kind of like come out of nowhere and sneak away with a victory. Uh, I, I won the diplomatic victory, if anyone's wondering. So that that's like the easiest one to go for. You just got to like basically just by the loyalty of the city states and then just kind of vote for yourself but still i'm gonna take that as a victory beating mm-hmm. like because like at, at those higher difficulties like the ai just starts out like so much more advanced than you are so you're like you're you're literally just having to catch up right at the beginning you're you're already behind right at the beginning so it is pretty difficult so uh, i think next week i'll probably try in the hardest difficulty again and see if i can get a victory there um but then, like, more traditional gaming for me. Um, last weekend, I was like, I don't know what I want to play. So I tried, um, oh, God, what is that game from John Romero? Uh, oh, God, Empire of Sin. I tried Empire of Sin for a couple hours, and I was like, I'm just not feeling this. So I stopped playing that. And then I uh, tried, um, oh, man, I should have wrote this down. I don't know why I didn't write this down. <laughs> um Oh, what is the one from Bethesda, the horror game from Bethesda? The Evil Within. The Evil Within, thank you. I tried that for, you know, a couple hours, and I was like, I'm just not feeling this. And playing that made me think, like, you know what's, you know what is a really good survival horror game? Dead Space. And you know what? I've been talking about just kind of going through and, like, with the, the plasma uh, plasma cutter, the, the the starter pistol. So I so I decided that's what I'm doing. I'm playing through just using the the... the, the the plasma cutter uh just going for that achievement because how many times have i said i'm gonna do that on this podcast so yeah i i finally did that and then also i started playing rise of the tomb raider on xbox so because uh, when i initially had played it probably five six years ago i had a different mindset playing games back then i was just like i got to get through this as quickly as i can and now I'm just like, why don't I just take my time and just like really just like scope out like every little look into every nook and cranny and just kind of get everything. So I'm just kind of slowly making my way through that. Just probably going to 100% it as I'm just kind of like going through just kind of getting everything. And there are things with it where it's like, hey, you don't have the right tool yet. So you got to kind of come back and once you get that. So there is a little Metroidvania, uh, you know, uh, element to it as well but so i'm not really playing anything new uh, i'm just playing rise of the tomb raider which i've played before and i'm a big fan of dead space this will be my third playthrough this year and then civ 5 is a game i have at this point almost 1800 hours into so um, okay uh so yeah nothing too exciting but uh i i will say after the game awards i need to pick up guardians of the galaxy so uh yeah i have it so i'm Mm -hmm. gonna probably start playing it sometime soon uh but i this last weekend beat pokemon bdsm and uh that made you very angry friday night when you text me 
Oh my fucking god, dude! I just I was like, oh, there is an AI person who uh-huh. wants it will give me a haunter. I can get a Gengar, and Sweet. I got it, and it just stayed a haunter. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she like talks about how she gave it this cool stone she found, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You gave this haunter an Eevee light? Like, what kind of a fucking cock tease is that? This is ri- actually ridiculous. Um. So that's obnoxious, but I mean, <laughs> sure, give me the EV light, anyways. Uh, the I, the game is a lot better in that game, and I I just like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the post game seems so huge, and it's just because like it unlocks so much stuff that needlessly doesn't unlock before the game is over. Mm-hmm. Like just like all of a sudden there are uh, first, second, and third gen Pokemon everywhere. Yes, like in the underground, in the wild, you can go to the the battle frontier area. There's just like a fuckload of new Pokemon to get. It's just bizarre. Um, and back then, to get Pokemon from your Game Boy Advance cartridges, you would put them in the Game Boy Advance cartridge slot of the DS, and you would fly to the Pal Park. Mm. in this game and get uh basically like if they were in a certain box you would pick six and then you would go in there and run around in the grass or on the water until your pokemon spawned and then they were the only things that could spawn and then you would use these special balls that catch them at a hundred percent rate it was really stupid and there was no reason for you to have to like do that they should have just transferred which they started doing in later games but that that's what it was um but what they changed it to in this is called uh ron moss park which in the underground if you mine it they're kind of rare you can get large mysterious shards or mini mysterious shards Mm -hmm. and you can trade them in for these slates that look like uh, game boy advance cartridges and then you go into what the pal park was and there are these caves you put the gba things in a slot and then you catch a legendary pokemon it's kind of weird because you are given the opportunity to like walk to any of these caves and like see the pedestals but you have to catch them in a certain order which i think sucks like you have to catch regirock regice and registeel before you can move on to catch pokemon you actually give a fuck about because you can catch regirock regice and registeel in like every fucking game now so like for mm-hmm. the past like six games straight you can catch them and it's so i just have so many of them but whatever and they're they're kind of difficult to catch still because they have the legendary capture rates and stuff so it's not like it's just super easy yeah yeah um, and I, I have an active dislike for catching legendaries i just don't find it fun yeah i mean i just like catching them so it, it, for me it's fine but it's they also did some other weird stuff where like certain Pokemon are like version exclusive, like in Pearl, you can catch Articuno, Moltres and Zapdos and in Diamond, you can't catch them, but you can catch uh, Entei, Suicune and Reku, which another thing that's another weird one, because the like those three legendary birds are catchable in way more games than the legendary dogs are. Right. That, like, especially uh, during the GameCube generation, a lot of the Johto Pokemon, the Gen 2 Pokemon were just like left out for a long time. Well, even X and Y like had uh, had the the legendary birds. Yeah. So, um, 
and like yeah sword and shield just had the galarian versions of the legendary birds and stuff right but I, once once you get through regirock regice registeel and those then you can move on you can catch kyogre and groudon you can catch latius and latios which that's actually really cool because latius and latios suck ass to catch in all the other games because they're runner pokemon Mm. so and you can usually only catch one or the other so the fact that you can just catch both is actually really cool i think and in a way that where they don't run away so that that's good i guess um Uh, yeah at this point for me not to kind of cut you off but i just kind of said you know what i'm gonna come back to this game once they add uh pokemon bank support uh yeah i mean that's doesn't really do anything at this point i mean other than that you'll be able to like i mean you're not gonna be able to add many pokemon to this game that it will support i'll be i'd be able to add enough that like i've already put in the work for like pokemon breeding which is what i like to do yeah that is true and because they will be a different trainer it will also make Mm. the pokemon breeding a lot easier as well for that yeah so so that is why I just said, cause like, that's what I like to do. Like, I don't care about catching them all. I just like, there's something just weird. I just find fun about just like turning off my brain and then just breeding like five and six, like perfect IV Pokemon. So yeah, which this game, it's wicked easy to catch five and six IV Pokemon with the poker radar. So yes, um, you can just do that in like fucking five seconds. If the Pokemon is available on a grass patch, but then like, sometimes you got to get like the right, like, you know, moves at the start, you know. Well, that is true. And... But then you can just, I don't know, there's so many items to, like, force everything to have what you want now that it's, like. It is easier. But, like, there, I don't know. I just enjoy doing that stuff. So Yeah. I'm weird. Whereas I find that to be hella boring because it's just the same Pokemon over and over. I can only breed for shinies. And that's if they're actually cool, which. To be honest, most of the new shinies suck ass. So. Shiny Charizard is the best. Yeah. All the ones that completely change their color, like uh, Shiny Sneasel, it turns pink, and like I really like that. But a lot, Yeah, I don't know, man. The way when they changed the way the shinies worked, it was not as exciting. Um, but yeah, because the poker radar is back, shinies, if you can catch them in the grass in this game, are way easier to get. So that's cool for people who like to do that as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I beat that game. It was, I had not much problem doing so. And, uh, a new game that I played is Wolf Stride. I had been looking forward to this. It is an indie game that is a uh, black and white aesthetic that has very good animation, uh, in the battles. So I played a demo of this and it's on my YouTube channel, but, um, It's basically got the aesthetic of uh, kind of like space mech anime. Like the main character looks very much like Spike from Cowboy Bebop and his name is Shades and it has the same kind of like uh, jazzy and southern music aesthetic that a lot of those types of space westerns have. Um, But the, the core conceit is these three friends were... Uh, their other friend dies and leaves them a mech and instead of selling it they decide to try to uh, make money using it to fight but it like sucks (laughs) 
<laughs> and so they the shades the character that you play when you walk around um makes a bunch of bets on it and basically just like is trying to build a team around this robot so that he can make money off of betting on it and it, it it's a very weird game it has a very weird uh plot going on around it it, it is interesting though um it is like a turn-based battle system where you use like it's wicked hard to explain the the battles are like on a single line grid and you can move back and forth along the grid and you have several moves that will attack certain spaces on that grid and they they just use like action points to attack or movement points to move um and so far it's very simple because i'm still only in chapter one the demo was at a much further point than where the game starts at so you have more to work with in the demo and the more mechanics are in play but right now i am just uh building up my sweet robot well sorry they're repairing the robot because in the prologue cutscene it gets mostly blown up because the the fight that you are in is sabotaged so I, I i you know i don't know i like it a lot so far i think i'm gonna end up liking it raw fury puts out good games they put out good indie games so that is what i've got um but if you want to see that like with an actual okay explanation because it kind of takes more you need to see it visually right um that is on my youtube channel to go see so it seems like it's all black and white yes which is an interesting decision. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all. That's all I played, really. Uh, so the publisher is Raw Fury. The developer is a Oda Iman Oda Oda Iman Studios. Uh yeah, I, that's why I said Raw Fury published it. But um, I, I yeah. So. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was just looking at their Steam page. Mm-hmm. Just trying to see what the gameplay was like. Because I'd never heard of that game before. So, But uh, anyway. Uh, so those are the, the game. You haven't been playing anything else? Nope. Okay, so I guess we'll just move into the VGAs. Uh, and unfortunately for the two of us, Manny, it kind of peaked early. Dude, Jeff Keeley, he makes such grandiose promises, man. He's always like, this is the fucking wildest shit you've ever seen. And I know that it's never true, but I always hope. And then, like, what the fuck did he say this year? He's like, you're going to see some true next-gen experiences. And, like, that did not happen. Other than, like, what the the Matrix uh demo thing is showing um uh, which we, we can get to that later because of what that demo actually is but did you play it no but i read about it okay and so like th- that is cool that they can mm-hmm. do that and that is like a true next gen thing but like outside of that I, nothing was, really piqued my interest there really. was one thing that i would say like looked very next gen but uh 
we we can get get into. It. Do you want to do the awards first, and then we'll get into the yeah. announcements? Okay. So the way I did this is just kind of like I did like the least important or whatever to like the more quote unquote important ones. So. Mm-hmm. The Innovation and Accessibility Award went to Forza Horizon 5. I don't necessarily mean that's not an important award or anything, but, like, at least for us, like, that doesn't really do, like, have any impact on our lives at all. No, uh, yeah, but I Forza does do cool yes. stuff. Like, they're, yes, they you know, the sign language videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, that, that game just has, like, so many accessibility options yes. that it's fucking nutso, so. Yes, it's crazy, so. It's- uh, the best mobile game was Genshin Impact. God, what the fuck? Yeah, Genshin. Everyone Genshin. loves everyone loves Genshin Impact. Uh, that's fine. It gets me free primo gems in mm-hmm. Genshin Impact. Sweet. So cool. Good for mm-hmm. me. Uh, the best ongoing game was Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, and like that vote would have been done before uh endwalker even came out but i mean like everyone knew endwalker was coming out so right right that that's cool and it is wildly popular still like the queues for endwalker are like five thousand people long every day so um, it is popping off over there uh the games for impact uh life is strange i put life is stranger for whatever reason (laughs) Life is strange though that new um, I didn't play this. Yeah, yet. Neither of us I, I have it, so like I will play it, but I you know Chickory should have won. That's all I feel. Always. I didn't I don't think I, from what I remember I didn't play any of those games on that list. So like I was just like none of these I have no opinions on. So. Yeah. Chicory is mm-hmm. great and I bet that it does a better job of the stuff it's trying to do than Life is Strange. No offense to Life is Strange, but like mm-hmm. sometimes that stuff is like really heavy handed in Life is Strange. So I, I don't know. I'll play it and I'll see. But uh, my guess is like Life is Strange was like the most uh like mainstream. Yeah, well it was and not the highest reviewed, so No. But it was definitely the most mainstream, shit. so whatever. Yeah, uh, the best performance was uh, the Lady D voice actress from uh, Resident Evil, Maggie Robertson. She's a tall woman in real life. I looked it up. She's six foot tall. She's my height. Oh, okay. She looked so much taller. The guy that was presenting that must have been really short then. Yes, yes. Like she looked like she. I, I, this but is an like, exaggeration, but she looked like she was twice his height. I, but like six foot is very tall for a woman. No, I know, but like most men are like I, I don't know, like f- I would say five seven, five eight is like average height. But I mean, even that's like five five six inches taller than she. So yes, yeah, that's bizarre. well, I guess four or five inches, but still. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I would say like most most people would have she would have been like two inches taller than them. She was like towering over that man. Yes, yes. In a way that was like, what are you a midget? Like, what is <laughs> going on? Uh, but that's cool. People really latched onto that character, even though she didn't have like a super super important prominent role in that game. But I mean, she was there, and people she, love the mommy milkers. So she was a huge part of the. Uh the initial push for that game like mm-hmm. for like the media push like yeah, she was in like all of the trailers or yeah because people they realized real quick that people mm-hmm. liked her as a character yes a lot of 
fan art. A lot of as <laughs> much fan art. Yes. <laughs> uh, we won't get into what that fan art it was. Yeah, just a lot of it. And I'm sure if you've been on the internet at all this year, you saw some of it. So. Yep. So you know mm-hmm. that, that good for her though. She seemed yes. very excited about that and like. Yes. It seemed yeah. like this was her big break in like just in games or just like in voice acting at all. So yeah. I hope this leads to more and better things for her. So mm-hmm. uh, moving on, uh, the best audio design went to Forza Horizon Five again. So it, it's second award of the night. Uh, yeah, it um it sounds good. They sound mm-hmm. like good cars in there. I it, it, to me, I don't really know how it really differentiated between four. And I don't know how much different four was from three. Like, I'm not trying to shit on Forza Horizon five. I'm just saying, like, I don't know how much of a difference they they did from you know four to five. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't but know. like, audio design is such a weird award, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, anyway, uh, the best art was Death Loop, which is a game you played. Yeah. So for me art best art is like best audio design and like this is a weird award because i deathloop does have a very specific 70s aesthetic that it fucking nails um so like they did a lot of research on that and like it fits that really well but i i i don't know i guess i don't know that i would say that's best art that's like we did the best research on the time period our game was set in my opinion. Like, I don't know. It is. It looks very good, though. Um, And it's like slightly stylized, but it does hit that like 70s aesthetic. Like it fucking nails it. So, I mean, sure. Best art. Oh, that that works for me. Um, I, It looks very good. So definitely. I, the the weird thing is, like, when you really think about at least in the AAA space, there really wasn't anything that really stood out uh graphically to me at least no i mean like outside of ratchet and clank i don't think really and even ratchet and clank like no offense to other ratchet and clank games but it just looked like another ratchet and clank game that has you said that it looks so much better than other ratchet and clank games like it's absurd i mean sure it i mean it looks like a a playstation 5 ratchet and clank game yeah but uh, I mean, just like even just like the tech they used for his their hair is like sure. fucking on another level compared to most other things. I don't know. Like I, 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 I will always just think of like Ori as like the top of the the scale for like yes, you know, because like that is looking. that is like literally art, two D art. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That it's just a weird art is such a weird category mm-hmm. that like what, especially when you're doing it against. Like, is it technically better art or is it just like more visually pleasing? Like, how do you, what does it even mean? And And, I mean, it's going to be different to every person. Yeah. And like, it also doesn't help that the game award seems to use it differently every year as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just a strange, strange thing. Yes. So, so yeah, like for me, like when we, we, we do our best looking or whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure what I'm going to end up picking there yeah. Ratchet and clank may end up in that conversation because it did look really good i'm not trying to shit on it I, I, mm-hmm. but like kana looked really good as well though i will say yes um and that i played on my ps4 i'm sure it looked even crazier on ps5 mm-hmm. um but anyway uh speaking of another weird category best music went to a so, 
I don't like that. I like I like the music of Near. Mm-hmm. I just this is so weird to me because it's just rearrangements of a lot of the music from Near. Like I don't know that there is any new original music in this game. But like outside of that, this category was fucking wild because like the the games that I think of when I think of music this year are like uh, Chicory, Moonglow Bay, um, fucking The World Ends with You just uh, Deathloop does have good music so like i i would have way rather preferred deathloop which is actually nominated in this category take that mm-hmm. but uh, near replicant is so weird for me like it's one of the reasons why i never would have said like in something like this like oh yeah like final fantasy 7 has the best music like it did have a lot of really good rearrangements and i like that but didn't yeah, it can- win last year uh, I think it might have, but a Final Fantasy. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I might have said that in my top three as well, but mm. it just—it's one of those weird things where, like, that actually had some new stuff in it too, right? Like a, a lot of new stuff, whereas like Near Replicant is just rearrangements of that music of what it was before. I, I don't know. I mean, it's good music, so like, I, good music is going to be good music, I guess, no matter what. But it's just yeah i don't know like did it technically is it like really music from 2021 that's like a weird you know uh is it from the same uh odd like the same music is it the same person who made the music in your uh, automata yeah uh i actually don't know i would assume oh, okay. so because they have very similar styles of music but um that i don't know but the, i know the, that music people were like gushing over yeah and even the other ones in this category are weird like i you know the this most of the soundtrack for guardians of the galaxy is like licensed music so like should that have even been nominated in this like do you count like i don't know in a year when gta comes out i'm not going to be like yeah the gta soundtrack was the best music this year like Uh, yeah dr dre you know exactly like yeah dr dre's really good like i i don't know like but it's not music that was made for gta so uh, out of the ones that were nominated like i guess near is fine um it's just that's another one where yeah it's a weird thing because it's like it's a it's a remaster of a game sure i do think it's pretty telling this year that uh the musical acts in the game awards themselves none of them played uh, music from games and it was from a tv show uh yeah well i mean other than the first part where they played um let's build a wall from bastion but well that wasn't the first part the first part they started with the song from from that from the tv show yeah from arcane but i mean arcane, later yes. on when oh, yes, imagine yes. dragons was there they played let's build a wall from bastion and then moved into the theme song of arcane but the, but I'm saying they did another arcane song at the very beginning as well with Sting. No, I know. I'm just saying Bastion is from oh. a video game. No, that's true. But Bastion <laughs> didn't even come out this year. I know. I'm aware. It was. A, I'm just saying it's very weird. And I like. I'm saying this year had like incredible music. So when I follow a lot of the composers who made a lot of the music this year, and seeing them just be like, "What the fuck is going on?" is pretty funny. Yeah, and I mean, like Peter McConnell even made like killer music for Psychonauts. So it's, just, it's I don't know, man. Sure, mm-hmm. it's fun. Weird. Yep. Music near replicant once. Sure. Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer. It takes two. Which yes, yeah, we played yeah. that. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. So uh, I don't even know what else there was. Probably Monster Hunter. 
I don't remember, but it it takes two was fun. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. We enjoyed it. Uh, best racing game. This was just tossed aside. Literally, like when they won the audio design, they're like, "Oh, by the way, they also won best racing." And it's like, well, of, Fort, of course, of course they won yeah, the best yeah. sports slash racing because it was like the only, <laughs> it was the only one. Right. Uh, yeah. This that's always like the least contentious category. It's always just like, well, this one's clearly going to win. Last year it was Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, I well, there's it's weird because there's just like nothing in that space really anymore. Like, right, it, it's either going to be the games that get released every year, they get rehashed and kind of suck against the one thing that someone released that actually was pretty good. Yes, that like I don't want to like I don't want to shit on the EA developers, but like the game that like actual like heart and soul was poured into. You know? Yeah, ex- exactly. Like it's you know, and but, that's like, what happens fairness- like every year. But in fairness, I mean, like, Forza Horizon, they were given enough time to actually make a good game. Yes. So, I mean, that's on EA for just, like, shitting out the same product every year and sticking a new number on it. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, the best sim strategy game, Age of Empires. Uh, yeah, people seem uh, to uh, like Age of Empires 4, but still not as much as 2, so I think all the, all the pros are already moving back to Age of Empires 2, which is really exciting. I, but that's, of course that happens. I mean, like, I don't know, like, people well, are... It's, it's, people, better, it's better than 3, so... People get stuck in their ways. Like, I still play Civ 5 over Civ 6. I mean, like, I don't know, like, I'm just stuck yeah, in Yeah, but Civ 5 doesn't get new content today. Age of Empires 2 does. Civ 6 does, though. Well, yeah, but that's because it's the newest one. I just think it's right, bizarre. Right. I, I still find it to be fucking crazy that they're still developing content for Age of Empires 2 in the year sure, 2021, sure. but very weird. Um, the best family game, It Takes Two. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't well, know. I, it is about a family. I just don't know that it's like one you play with your family. <laughs> I don't I like I don't I my thought on this category is it's just like the best game that's rated E. Yeah. And it but like I don't I don't even know if, if that's the case. Like I I I mean like I think this is where Ratchet and Clank should have probably won this category, but whatever. I yeah, I just I just think about like playing it's t- it takes two with your family. I, I, like I could see like you playing with your like wife or girlfriend or whatever. I mean that would make sense. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But then maybe it'll make you guys think about how there's so many problems in your relationship and it's relationship. Yeah. Relationship. (laughs) Exactly. But then you get to fix it. You know, you'll you'll fix it it by the end. Yeah. You got to make sure you, you don't stop in the middle Mm -hmm. and you fight. Dr. Hakeem would be very upset. (laughs) And the daughter will just run away. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, Anyway, uh, best indie game. Kena, I disagree with that one wholeheartedly. 100 like I my boys were robbed. The shit is fucking crazy. Get, Manny, the games that we really liked didn't even get nominated for this category, so. Death's Door is so good. Mm-hmm. It is oh my god. I just, and it's like one of those things where like also, can they even call that game indie when they took so much money from Sony and Epic? It's like Ori. They they call that indie, and it's like that's not really indie. Yeah, like he is like it is 
not that large of a studio making it. I don't know. Indie has like lost a lot of its meaning, but I just like Sony and Epic basically funded this game. So like that is one of the thing like that doesn't make sense. But then also like no one was like super positive about this other than that. It looked very good visually. Yes. I feel I, like I have to play it in order to like critique it at all. So I, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. Cause I didn't, but I just, I don't know, man, like, Oh, it's just so weird because like the indie games that I would have wanted on there outside of death's door weren't even fucking nominated. Right, and then right. Death's door also is amazing. Well, like so, loop hero, that one was like, yes, that, that belongs there. Sure. That, that and like, yeah, so I also like that game. Like I yeah. looked at my playtime with that game and it was like 45 hours and I was like, it was right. what the fuck I played that game for a long time. Um, so yeah, I don't know that that's weird. Sure. I guess they were very excited. That's, that's good. For but to me, like that would be like a remedy game winning best indie. Like exactly. Yes. They're, yes, yeah, they're technically, technically yeah. an indie studio or studio, but they're not an indie studio. That's yes. It's, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, man. It, to me, it's like when people are like, Oh, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. I just like, no, it's not. Oh, well, that's true. That's no, just, no, yeah. no, we are not. We can't. We it's can't Christmas. have it. It's no, 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 no. Same argument. <laughs> if you want to say Die Hard it is a Christmas movie, then you need to say that Remedy is like <clears throat> an indie, like an indie, like all their games are indie games. Well, they're not. They're being funded by Epic. Nope. No, because even in this case, this was funded by Sony, so not indie. So it wasn't in. Well, I know so. this is this wasn't an indie. I so. agree with that. <laughs> no, <Nope, laughs> you're, prov- you're proving it, my argument. I I all riled off because of stupid. I hate, I hate when people say that. I just it like that is. Ugh, we need to move on. It takes place at Christmas. I don't fucking care. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, is also, Harry Potter a Christmas the, movie? Um, I mean, I the the. Technically, no, because it's based on a book which takes place over the course of an entire year. There's a scene with Christmas in it, so it's a Christmas movie. There is, but the whole movie doesn't take place at Christmas, where mm. Die Hard does. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, I, that's just a, that's a weird thing. I don't care either way, but I see why people would say that. And uh, the director, every movie he makes takes place at Christmas. Almost all. See, it's just like it's more. It's like yes, it happens at Christmas time, but it's not in the spirit of a like what like a Christmas movie is. Yeah, Christmas movies suck. And yeah, Die yeah Hard exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's a good action movie that happens around Christmas. Like, it's not a Christmas movie. Hey. I mean, but I'm also like in the anything is anything can be a Christmas movie if you watch it during Christmas time. But I'm also like in the firm belief that there's like three Halloween movies. Yeah, Halloween Town one, two, and three. And Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Just the first one. The other ones. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, most of them are not like they have nothing to do with Halloween, so they're just not Halloween movies. That is true. Most movies, I feel like most movies that people associate with Halloween are just spooky. They're just scary movies, and it's like there's yeah. nothing Halloween about this. So. No. I, I'm with you there. I agree with that one. Uh, we're getting way off track here. I'm That's sorry fine. for that. Uh, where were, oh, best uh, fighting game are we on? Yeah. Yes, yes, fighting game. Uh, Guilty Gear. Which yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. That's true. This one is... Uh, <laughs> this is the first one where I was like... Well, other than a lot of the forts of being best racing. But I was just like... Uh, yeah. It takes two winning. That's like, yeah, that... that 
in Lady D, you weren't upset at that one either. No, no, but like this is the one where it's like, yeah, yeah. yes, this unequivocally was the best fighting game that released this year. Were there any other even worth mentioning? Uh, is the other yes, question. Uh, Melty Blood type Lumina. Okay. Uh, and if you want to get into the semantics, uh, people, you know, is uh, are Smash like games fighting games? Yes, uh, yes, they are. Sure. Well, then I, technically, I, yes. Uh, that's true. I, I I hate that argument as well. It's like just be. It's a platform fighter or whatever you want to call it. It certainly is a fighting game. Listen, I'm just saying, Guilty Gear Strive is the best. Uh, sure. It's the best fighting game that released this year. Sure, sure. And it had the best net code. And Metroid Dread is the best action adventure game. Sure. I'll take sure. this one as well. That was a good. And, it was very mm-hmm. good. And uh, the you want to know what was not good? What? Doug Bowser being up there and not giving the developers a chance to be up there. Yeah, that's weird. That was kind of shitty. I and also like Mercury Steam. Nintendo doesn't even own Mercury Steam. Right. So like, unless they couldn't be there for whatever reason. Yeah, maybe they couldn't be there. I I don't think they are. uh, I don't know that they're an American-based studio. Uh, But that that yeah, that's just very weird. Like. <laughs> They're a, a, a studio that Nintendo contracted to make this game, and Nintendo's like, "Ah, yes, we did such a sick job." And it's like, "What the?" F- <laughs> yeah, Mercury what? Steam. There's they're from Spain. Yeah, so maybe they they couldn't make it, but that that was a weird one where Doug Bowser was up there, and it also just like I don't know what it is. I there is something about Reggie where he just seems like a much more personable human, even though he still seems kind of like a robot. Uh, But like Doug Bowser, I feel like just doesn't have that same energy. He has like less personality than Sean Layton. Oh, rough. (laughs) Whereas like, I don't know, like Phil Spencer gets out there and you're like, oh yeah. Phil Spencer just seems like the, the cool uncle, you know? Yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, I guess that that has happened over time with things. Sure. Um, like I I thought Kaz Harai was good for Sony back in the day, um, but yeah, Doug Bowser just doesn't. There's something about it, and maybe it's because they just don't really show him as often. Like he never really like talks during the directs or anything. But the the head of Nintendo Japan doesn't really do anything either. It's usually right. the guy who was like in charge of Switch development that they have in a lot of that stuff. So, you know, it's it's weird all around, but Metroid dread as action adventure, I will take. Sure. Yes. I didn't play it, but by all accounts, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, Best action game, a returnal, which that we can get into, like what's the difference between an action game? What's the difference and an action adventure? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Um, Returnal seemed really cool though. People were really positive about it. It was cool. Um, uh, do you want to just skip the RPG? Yeah, what the fuck, man? Tales of Arise is not very good. I just like <laughs> I and I, I this is one of those ones where like I sometimes like question like, am I weird here? I just like it. Tales of Arise connected with a way larger audience than Tales games normally do. And a lot of people who don't normally play JRPGs or like action RPGs played this game or like, oh, I really like it. And like, I just I gotta know if 
they didn't make it that far because like it just it drags near the end and it's not it's like a shorter tales game like i wanted that game to be over for so long and like i didn't really like many of the characters but then like when they did the most recent tales character popularity poll one of the characters from this game won it overall i was like what the fuck I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't think this was a very good Tales game. I think that it, I know it sold really well, so I hope that it means that they will continue to give them a larger budget and that maybe it will sell better in the West. But, like, yeah, I don't think it was the best RPG. But, like, did I want Monster Hunter Rise to win? Because it's not an (laughs) RPG. Not really. So, you know, whatever. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Uh, remember when Nino Kuni 2 came out and everyone was like, yo, this is so amazing. Exactly. That like, is what it made me feel like. <sighs> and now you ask anyone like, hey, what's up with Nino Kuni 2? No one fucking remembers that game. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. president was in it. That's true. He was. Wow. What a good beginning to a game. <laughs> and then not anything else that. Yeah, I, I don't know. So Tales of Arise, it was mm-hmm. it was an RPG, at least I'll give him that sure uh and then i think the biggest well actually i shouldn't say the biggest surprise of the night but there were two big surprises i think with the awards one of the biggest best narrative was the marvel's guardians of the galaxy i think it just surprised me because like i i knew people were really positive about this but i didn't realize people were that positive about the narrative uh yeah i mean people said that they portray those characters very well in a way that you would not expect them to portray characters like that to like give them as much depth as they did so uh people people said that yeah this this game like the the characters and the plot arc do a lot so i'm excited to see that which speaking of tall women of the woman getting this award was also very tall giantly tall yes so either the, all the men that are going up with them were very short or very tall. I think that was a case of the man was very short and the woman was just like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's cool. I, uh-huh. Yeah, she was very excited. I like that. I like when the I like when it's just people who definitely did not expect to win the award get up there. Yes. And they're just like so hype that they just like don't even know what to say. They're just like, holy shit this game didn't sell very well and no what the fuck but hopefully this means it will sell well yeah and i mean it, it definitely went on sale a lot for black yes. friday so hopefully it well it's on sale for right thing. it's on sale right now for the game awards as well oh nice because nice. like there's a whole like game awards for i think xbox and sony both have like game award uh you know sales and like this was definitely one that is on sales so yeah uh best game direction was death loop and so I didn't see what anyone said about this, but I I think this is correct. I mainly just because I think that Arcane's game direction is fucking like masterclass shit. Like they have a vision of what their games are going to be and they like they execute it exactly in a way that like boggles my mind like the the level design and like i have not even played uh dishonored 2 but just like watching the breakdown of level design and how they design the powers and stuff like they execute masterfully on their visions in a way that i a lot of studios i feel like don't so i this i agree with like death loop is a fucking cool game and i it's one of those things where it's like if they had a vision that did not like 
portray itself very well this death loop could have been the total opposite direction of what it was like it could have been awful and instead it just felt good all the way through and like it it feels like a cohesive very well directed vision so i'm i'm on board yeah i look forward to playing that when it eventually gets ported over to xbox next year yes um and then the most shocking thing, like no one saw this coming. Game of the year, it takes two. Even Joseph Fares was clearly just shocked. I, well, what I thought was funny was like it takes two won a couple other categories, but they were ones mm-hmm. that they just like rattle off that yes, don't matter. Yes. So it was just like funny because every time it seemed like oh they just don't want Joseph Fares to get up on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um and then I I wanted nothing more than for Joseph Forrest to get yes. on the mic. And I I just like there's he's what? so genuine. He's it, it was very genuine. Yeah, it just I mean he has said two of my favorite things that have ever been said at the game awards now, which is fuck the Oscars and if you don't have kids, you should get them. <laughs> If you go have kids, you should get them. And like, you know, I don't really agree with this. Um, I think that pretty much every other game probably would have been a better choice. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kids. Like, hey, don't. Oh, no, no, kids. no. That's <laughs> why you can get kids. I, that's fine. You do, you do you. I'm uh-huh. saying like, I, I think like literally I would have expected every single other game to win over It yes. Takes Two. Like I didn't play Resident Evil Village. Like in my mind, It Takes Two and Resident Evil Village would have been the two least likely. Whereas but like it, people but really like Resident Evil, and that's fine. So like, it, it takes two would have been my least likely by a large margin. Well, like you, you in your mind, like Resident Evil wasn't that popular, but like it won the like our gaming, the Reddit gaming like game of the year. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, because so. people like dumpster that game when they talk about it in a way that like is I, I don't understand. But I enjoyed my time with it. So no, like, people people enjoyed their time with it, but people a lot of people are just like, this is not the Resident Evil I came for. And that, you know, people have different like, ideas of what that is. Uh, like, what does that mean anymore? Like, what does well, that mean? A game that has puzzles that make sense and aren't for babies or exist. Or is I mean, it spooky? I don't I don't know. Like people wanted to you know, Resident, Resident Evil has no spoil or no uh, no puzzles. Resident Evil 3 had no puzzles. Uh, well, I mean, that's the remake's fault. Because uh, Resident Evil 3 has puzzles. The, the, the but remake. it is also... But Resident Evil 3 is also one of the least liked Resident Evil games ever. Oh, that and 6. Yeah, so... I, I, I don't know, but like also Resident Evil 7 like made it scary again. Yes. And then they were like, oh no, we made it too scary. Now let's make it not. And they went and like the they, said, they, they said that too. Right. So like the, I, I don't know. I just I see a lot of people saying that Resident Evil 8 is not what they want out of a Resident Evil game. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be for everyone. Yeah. I'm just saying I would have expected that to not do very well. But either way, it takes two one anyways. Mm-hmm. But like uh, when the other things in the category are like Deathloop and Metroid Dread, like I yeah, man, I did not. I didn't I didn't see those winning just because they won like their categories type of thing. And a lot of outlets are like, we'll give it to well, we're giving game of the year to it takes two. So then we'll give best game direction to Deathloop type of thing. Yeah, but I mean, it takes two also one. I mean, the multiplayer 
the best family is still like the one that I'm just like I do not yeah. understand how that yeah, one was. Family game, baby. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, and he he just got up there, and mm-hmm. I just like that was I my mind was blown. Yes, I can't believe that happened. Good for him though, and like mm-hmm. he got up there and he was not drunk, and no. um, he said things like, "If you don't have a children, you should get them." Um, it- he also did mention the, the fuck the Oscars a couple times. He did, yeah. So th- that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what a guy. Mm-hmm. And like, I, it takes two is a is a pretty good game, especially compared to what I would have expected it to be like after playing his previous masterpiece, mm-hmm. uh, Way Out. And it's I I a Way Out is not a bad game. It was a fun game that was misguided in some ways, like the voice acting wise and. <laughs> I remember the basketball scene. Yeah, I remember the basketball scene. I just like the acting was weird. And like overall, it was kind of like an uneven experience, but we had fun with it. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't know if they were going to continue to try to go in that direction because like brothers, the game they made before that was not necessarily in the same style. No, Uh, but it seems like maybe that's the kind of thing they want to do going forwards is make these co-op experiences uh, that lead to unique situations. And I think if they iterate on what it takes to did, that would be neat. Um, so, so yeah, I, it's cool. I'm, I think they did something cool here. I'm glad that it, uh, it, it won. Cause that's cool for Joseph Forrest. Still yes. very, very unexpected, especially for the way the game awards is where I, I yeah i don't know like i i guess i normally feel like they end make up more skewing sense. more towards like well definitely make more sense but end, <laughs> end up skewing towards like a much more mainstream uh yeah appeal whereas i feel like most quote-unquote gamers would be like fuck this game relationships when do i shoot them in the face like i don't know so yeah i, I... All, all I will say is I made the mistake of going on Twitter and just reading com- some comments uh, about next year. And I was just like, guys, why are we arguing about next year's hey, game of the game? Hey, what, what did you see? What did you see about next year? Uh, people were arguing between God of War and uh, Elden Ring. And I was like, uh, and I was like, guys, why don't we wait until the games? I thought come out? I, I thought you were gonna say Breath of the Wild, and I was like, that's a bold claim that that no, would be no, release no. That, this person was like, Elden Ring is just like guaranteed game of the year. It's gonna be a masterpiece, and you're just like, no. I mean, it it is gonna be a no, masterpiece because George R. R. Martin is writing it. It's gonna be a masterpiece. No, because me no, 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 but and I was just like, guys, remember Cyberpunk? That was a masterpiece. That was game of the year before that came yeah, out. Yeah, but people have played Elden Ring to be like. I, I, I'm, I'm, I have no doubts it'll be a great game. All I'm saying is let's wait for the games to come out before declaring something a masterpiece in a game of the year. That's no, that's I'm, all. I'm, that's I'm all I'm saying. Right now. Hey, hey. I'm playing it right now. It's a masterpiece. Okay. We, you can't change my mind. It's also uh. a Christmas movie. <laughs> also, so, also the person pointed out that. Uh, he said like something along the lines of God of War is a simple story game and Elden Ring will win because it won game of the year the year it came out. And all I thought was God of War won game of the year the year it came out as well. But yeah. I was just like, I made the mistake of engaging with you once. I'm not doing that again. So. Okay. Oh, uh, whoa. What? I was just one of my monitors went out, oh. but 
just came back. <laughs> I know what the fuck. I'm very upset. Uh, it's upset that you're you're calling it calling it a masterpiece before it's been released. Yeah, so. I mean, if there's one thing I know, it's that I love all from software games. I, I have Blood no Born. doubts. It'll be great. I, I have no doubts. I'm just saying, like, hey, you never know. No, weird I know things I, happen. I didn't even like Bloodborne, and people consider that to be like God's mm. gift to us as the human race. So, like. You know, I'm there with you. It's probably going to be fine. Yes, uh, it's just, it just, and and I'm not trying to like shit on Dark Souls fans. No, or like, I, yeah. I, well, I mean, no, people even do, people do that all the time. Yes, it's and just, it's just like it drives me nuts. Where it's like, dude, we don't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, we do know what God of War is, but like, come on, like just let it happen first before we make the declarative <laughs> statements. Like if day one, you want to play it for an hour and a half and be like, this game's a masterpiece. At least you played it then. Mm-hmm. At least you can be like, well, I played this. Like you have nothing to back up that claim now. That's fine. I, I, I just, I feel like cyberpunk should be the perfect example of why you don't do this. Some people still fought really hard for cyberpunk, even after it was terrible. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. There are probably people out there that like that game for what it is and good for them. Hey, I heard that it's the best game ever made still. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And, and they're allowed to have that opinion. Sure they are. But like all I'm saying is they at least played it. <laughs> And that's what we should do here. Hey, but it's, it's possible it's, that this man played the Elden Ring network test. That's that's fair, fair. I, I also the whole fact that George R. R. Martin wrote it, it makes right. it a masterpiece. That, that I think has nothing to do with it. I that's crazy to me. <laughs> like of the two things, I would be like, uh, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. not what I would say. It's a masterpiece. Like if you want to say like, oh yeah, because Miyazaki's track record with these games is very good. Like mm-hmm. I would say that over George R. R. Martin. Like you mean the guy who can't finish his own fucking book series? That guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not going to engage with you guys because there's no winning in this scenario. I was just simply saying, like, hey, let's wait. Oh, so you said that. And it reminds me of this. Mm-hmm. I tweeted that uh, Jeff Gersman wrote a review of Halo Infinite that also critiqued the way reviews are and the mm-hmm. mo- where the where they're at in terms of the modern context. And then I followed that up with a tweet that said, with that said, once you've read it and let it sink in, you should listen to our podcast. And I linked our podcast and I said, or you could listen to the Bombcast, but I don't think they need like more fans than enough. You know what I mean? And some rando must have just searched Jeff Gerstman and or Halo Infinite and responded to my tweet <laughs> and tagged David Jaffe. Because he David Jaffe does his podcast and like he feels like he was like wronged by the industry because Sony might be bringing back Twisted Metal and he can't believe that they're doing that. But like, dog, you made drawn to death like fucking what? And when you were no longer a part of God of War, it got good. Anyways, that that's fine. And he has a bunch of a whole bunch of weird opinions. But like, what the fuck does that have to do with me linking Jeff Gersman's review and saying the people should listen to our podcast? And the dude like tagged David Jaffe and was like, oh, my God, of course, Jeff Gersman would downplay reviews because Giant Bomb has never been less relevant. The YouTubers and influencers ate their lunch. Mm-hmm. And I just responded and I was like, 
all right, but like, why are you tagging David Jaffe? Like, do you think he's a huge fan of the Game Time with Manny podcast? Like, what are we doing here? What kind of weirdo searches for anyone who tweeted about this and then comments on it? And he didn't think it was worth responding to. He did not respond. Does is David Jaffe like very anti game reviewers? Oh, probably. Yeah, he's probably anti game journalist. I bet I have not seen his podcast, but I would bet that he blames game journalists for being too woke to understand his grand visions. Oh, that could, but like also like shitting on giant bomb when in a lot of ways they created that like YouTube culture. No, dude, it just doesn't make sense. But like people hate on them to hate on them. Or like maybe he is a fan who doesn't like the direction giant bomb is going in. But like either way, I am a random man with a hundred ish followers. What does this do for you? (laughs) And then normally, like those kind of people, if you like engage them, would like come right back at you. This dude has not. And Mm -hmm. then I made the mistake of looking at his like uh, his tweet history. Mm -hmm. And he also tweets at like random AEW wrestlers (laughs) and will say things like, I don't think this was a very good match and shit like that. He also seemed to not have a good opinion of women. Uh, mm, so he's just an all-around great human being. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, but it was just like a bizarre thing. Like, what the fuck? And it's just an, another example of like random interactions on the internet. Like, stay in your lane, man. When I mm-hmm. ask for your opinion, come at me. Like when I when I'm asking a question or like I'm voicing an opinion, I'm just saying read this review. Mm-hmm. I liked it. You don't have to like it. But if you're gonna at least come in here, listen to the podcast. We didn't do, I don't think we did that. So, well, we have, he hasn't had a chance yet. He's got. Li- he's going to start. Yeah, this now this will be the first episode, and he'll be like, "I can't believe you guys talk shit about me on the podcast." <laughs> I'll be like, "Listen, man, this is what you get for getting David Jaffe involved." But David Jaffe, if you're listening, uh, thank you for <laughs> listening to our podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, if you want to tweet us out, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Maybe I not, because I don't know if we want his audience. I don't like a lot of the games you made, but um, I don't. I think also, I like I also don't. Games. I also don't agree with many of your views on politics and video games. Uh, but hey, you want to get us out there? I appreciate it. You know, take the time, support the little guy. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast. I don't know if you should listen to that. Probably not. But probably not. It's probably just a shittier Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, gross. Have you seen how long Joe Rogan's nipples are? <laughs> no. All right. Well, I might have to send you a photo that'll really disturb you after. No. Wait, is this like photoshopped? No, it's bad. Now you have to. T- now I have to. No, no, no. You might not. You might not be able to find the one I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about is extra disturbing. He's like shirtless, coming out of a pool, and he's got the uh, long. Yeah, yep. Yep. Ice. Ice nipples. I got it here. They're so long. Oh God! It's not why, natural. Why would this get posted? Uh, it's just disturbing, and that's all I know about. It. I saw it yesterday, and now you have to witness the magic. And now, on my Google history, <laughs> Joe Joe Rogan nipples. So I got this this going for me. It's a good day. It's a good day for everyone. It's a great day. Anyways, uh, the the Game Awards also had announcements. Okay, uh-huh. we we've gotten way off track here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you talking about Joe? You're saying Joe Rogan nipples is not more interesting than like 95. No, no, of no. Stuff. I'm saying the fact that Joe Rogan has Pinocchio esque nipples it I, is is more exciting than a lot of the announcements that happen because it's just like, what is going on there? Do you want to just talk about the first thing that was mentioned and then just end the podcast? I mean, maybe uh, like, OK, we don't have to talk about a lot of this stuff, but like no, yeah, it's, yeah. it was really bad during the pre-show. The first world exclusive <sighs> was a trailer for Tunic, the uh-huh. indie game that is about the little fox. And it's like a Zelda-esque, a top-down Zelda-esque game. Oh, we and talk they, about it like at least we talk a about month. it a lot. Yeah. And they said it's coming out March 16th. And we looked at each other <laughs> and said, well, I think the Game Awards has peaked. Uh-huh. And we were correct. <laughs> For us, at least, I don't. You know, I don't want to disparage anyone who really liked something that was announced at the Game Awards. Uh, the, the good, that's good. I'm glad that you found what you wanted. But Matt and I wanted Tunic. We got a release date for Tunic, and uh, that might have been all I really gave a shit about. Like, um, I did like seeing gameplay of the Suicide Squad game because. If I had to paint you a mind picture of what I thought the Suicide Squad game looked like, it would have looked exactly like that footage. Um, That's cool. I have faith in Rocksteady. I'll probably play that. Um, It doesn't look super exciting to me, but it's like a third-person shooter mixed with some action-y elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's cool. I was taking my dog out during the Horizon Forbidden West trailer. But if I had to guess, there was another one. No one needs Horizon Forbidden West trailers anymore. No, there was that other one that I didn't put here that I was like, yo, this is a Manny game with the the skull. uh, It is only coming to PC uh, and it is a roguelite metroidvania style game it looked like a 2d platformer with uh god what it it had like a longer name it is it is a roguelite i did see that uh god damn Uh, but anyway while you're looking that up another game that i was like legitimately excited was finally announced we got a release date was crossfire i've been waiting for this one because i i just i need to know what a first person uh remedy game like first person shooter remedy like campaign is like i don't care about the multiplayer aspect i just want to play remedies like uh campaign and that's coming out uh february 10th uh that will be uh on game pass that was very exciting uh we did get cuphead finally cuphead that's that's definitely i don't really care about cuphead but like the rest of the world does uh that's coming out june june 30th have a nice death have a nice death yes yes um Another one that the the other game that I would say like did scream next gen to me was Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. Yeah, that trailer was disturbing to me. It was disturbing, but it looked great. It looked really good, which mm-hmm. makes it more disturbing. Yes. Um yeah, so that that was cool. Uh the Alan Wake 2 was like one of the least surprising announcements of all time. Uh yes, but people are very excited about Alan Wake. Too. I, of course. I'm I'm not trying to shit on that. I'm just no. saying like everyone knew they were making oh, Alan yeah. Wake. Yes. Um uh the the fact that Monolith is actually making a Wonder Woman game, I think is really cool. I think that game uh, I would put that in like top 3. Interesting. I would say Tunic, uh Wonder Woman, well, Hellblade and uh, Crossfire, like my four, like most exciting things that happened. Um, Slitterhut, Slitterhead, Slitterhead is a uh, name. Uh, I don't know if it's the best name or the worst name. 
Yeah, but it, the the creator of the original Silent Hill, um, mm-hmm. he is making this game, which looks like a weird action horror game. Um, uh, I think uh, one of the most disappointing was Rumbleverse. Yeah, Iron Galaxy making a weird battle royale thing. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Star Wars Eclipse, which is the Quantic Dream Star Wars game. Um, this had been leaked, good. and like people knew that was coming, but I still just like. I don't know, man. Like, I'll play that game anyways, but I just... The the script of that entire game leaked a couple months ago, so, like, if you want to know what happens, like, you can read it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I hope that Lucasfilm uh, has a lot of say in that as opposed to Quantic Dream. Like, I kind of hope that Quantic Dream is just, like... <laughs> making it <laughs> and hey this is our art but not our story yeah is, that's basically what you're saying right yeah i hope that i don't think that's gonna be the case i don't think that's the case either because people were really dunking on the script uh, uh did- also i did see was it jason schreier that was like because at the beginning of the game awards jeff Keeley was like hey we do not tolerate bullying. Oh, yeah. And then you, one of the uh, main uh, people you showcase is fucking Quantic Dream, who's uh, like suing French news outlets who were like digging into the terrible behavior and treatment of employees at Quantic mm-hmm. Dream. Like, fuck off, man. Yeah, that that's rough. Um, I, I have to say this, and I feel bad saying this. The Sonic... Um, whatever the fuck the open world game was called sonic frontiers Frontiers. might have been one of the worst trailers i've ever seen no yeah it does it's bad and it doesn't do a good job of anything it was so generic well yeah but like it just i don't get it like it it's probably an open world Sonic game with like Shadow of the Colossus esque, like battling of giant titans. But like they should have showed that part at the beginning and not after the credit, the, the, the like the title drop. That was a bizarre one. But you know what I did actually enjoy, Matt? The trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. Um, <laughs> that movie looks fine. Idris Elba's voice coming out of Knuckles really freaked me out. I I was not ready for it, even though I knew it was happening. It's weird. I was a little upset. I was promised he wasn't going to be sexy, and then I found him very sexy. I know. See, Idris Elba lied. Yeah, he's a liar. Um, So, uh, two things. How many Olive Garden jokes do you think will be in this movie? It'll be Red Lobster this time. Oh, shit. And do you think that they will make a Ugandan Knuckles joke somehow oh. where he says, like, do you know the way? Oh, I don't know about that. Oof. Yeah, I, that's going to be rough because I think that's going to happen. Yeah, because like the whole thing is like he's he's like pretending to be Batman. Yeah. Sonic is pretending to be Batman and like a vigilante. Yeah, but I, I think that Knuckles is going to make a... Uh, Uganda Knuckles ask a joke. Do you think Idris Elba will just say no and then not say it? I mean, he doesn't even know what that meme is, I bet. I bet he's more connected than we give him credit for. I mean, maybe, but that's a that's a you know, I I hope that Idris Elba knew nothing about Sonic before this. <laughs> I hope that for him. 
I hope that he is living a good life where he didn't know about Sonic before this. Ben Schwartz, sadly, is our age. So he grew up with Sonic and that he can never escape that. He's got to be older than us, right? No, he's like roughly our age. Is he really? He was that young when he was in Parks and Rec? Yeah. I mean, he might be a little bit older than us, but he's I don't think. No, he's 40. Oh, he's 40? Shit, man. Well, he still he talked about growing up with Sonic. Well, I mean, he would still grow up with Sonic. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because like, he looked like he was like early, mid-20s in Parks and Rec. And I mean, we were still like, you know, high school. Flush with cash. Oh, yes. my God. I love John Ralphia. He's the most great, hateable character of all time. He's I don't know. His sister is the worst, though. Oh, she's terrible. Yeah. I, <laughs> Mona, <laughs> money, please. It's bad. It makes me upset thinking about her. But I, John Ralphio, anytime he was in the show, I would get so uh, excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be a funny episode. Just anytime you would interact with Ron. Oh, my God. I love John Ralphio's character. Um, but yeah, that movie looks fun. I It looks fine um, as like a, you know, a sequel to a, a, an otherwise OK video game movie with Olive Garden product placement. It, it was better than expected. Oh, I, yeah. I I think now I'm going in with certain expectations and I'm going to end up like being a little disappointed. Mm, that might be fair. That might be because fair. The, before I had the lowest of expectations possible, and then I was like, "Oh, it was okay," and I didn't hate every minute of it. Or this time, I'm gonna be like, "I'm gonna go into it expecting not to hate every minute of it." And you know, I, I think my expectations might bring it down a little bit. So. Yeah. Also, Jim Carrey is just not funny in the movies. No, that was his. Also, his Game Awards appearance was not funny, and I didn't understand it. No, and he just kept saying the same joke over and over again yeah wouldn't it be funny if we just didn't get it but it was an olive garden joke <laughs> the grading they they grade the they, cheese they grade the cheese that's <laughs> why i say that uh, um no because a good olive garden joke everyone has to get that's true when you're here your family mm-hmm. all, the, the whole family has to understand the joke now that was a good joke. That meme you sent me, the the Olive Garden, uh, Vin Diesel one. The Vin Diesel meme, yes, that's yes. an excellent. That's an excellent <laughs> meme. Very good. Uh, yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, I, like every the game we awards are... reminds me every year that a lot of video games look the same, mm. and like it's just a lot of these games were like oh like weird action shooter. And they all, I, you know, that hey, happens. How many shooters are set in a D&D fantasy wonderland? Jesus Christ. I, yeah. One that they showed. <laughs> I, I don't exactly. know, man. That game, I, you know what? I would like for that game to be good. I hope that it uh, comes out and it reviews super well. And everyone is like, wow, Borderlands 3 was a trash factory. And this game rules. I, I like I, that. I hope it's more like two and less like three. Yes, I do. I do hope that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that was really worth. Uh... I mean, not really. The Elden Ring trailer is bizarre because I have a feeling that's the opening scene of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, because they usually have like a pre-rendered cutscene like that at the beginning of each FromSoft game, and to me, that's not the kind of trailer you show at a thing like the Game Awards. Like, that's the kind of trailer you release like 
at random on a Tuesday and then people who were already excited for Elden Ring get really excited about. Whereas like showing it to like a mainstream audience thing at the Game Awards seemed a little weird, especially because it was like so long and filled with plot. Yeah. Um, So that's weird. The last one that I will mention uh, and the trailer wasn't that great, but the game still looks cool is Forspoken. Uh, yes. I'm still excited about that. That trailer really did nothing for me, though. So. Yes. Um, the last one I will mention is The Matrix Awakens, which mm-hmm. had leaked before uh, the Game Awards uh, because people had found the store page and then they just announced it and said that it will be uh, announced at the Game Awards. And it is an open world Unreal 5 demo. And the purpose of it is to show that you can make a very large, very good looking open world game um, procedurally in Unreal Engine 5. So they put out a bunch of data for Psychos, which like talks about how many polygons are in each character model and how many polygons are in the city and how big the city is. Um, but it's mostly made through procedural generation and it's kind of just a way to show off to people what un- they can expect from like a bare minimum effort of Unreal 5 and to show developers how easy it is to like make large procedural worlds. Um, and from everything I have heard, it is very uh, like a very short, like 20, 30 minute demo, but it is like weirdly fun and <laughs> weirdly fun to open world. Hmm. So it, it is it is less meant as like, a, oh, this is like a Matrix thing and more meant to be like, hey, check out what we can do with Unreal 5. Right. And uh, I, I think that's cool. Um, but it, it like graphically, it's crazy. Um, it's very cool. Like it, it, the Unreal 5 engines tech, like once people really get going with it, it's going to be able to make incredible looking stuff. So th- this is just like a neat tech demo. I, I don't know that like for me, it's the final thing, like the, the final reveal at the game awards. But you know like it's a cool thing i will play it i love the matrix and i also like seeing um new tech new new tech so i'm interested in it and it's free like you can get it on playstation 5 uh series x and pc so it, it also just reminds me that like a lot of old pc video card benchmarks were the lobby shootout scene from the matrix like they would just render it in 3d Actually, I found this recently because people at work did not believe me that that was a 3D Mark demo. Um, but yeah, it was like it was it was really cool at the time because it would like show how um, bullet holes could like come out of walls, which was like unheard of in video games at that time. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I I'll have to try <clears throat> to find a YouTube video of it because you can watch it now and be like, wow, this is like ps2 graphics right at the time it was like this is crazy like i used to just like put it on at my house and watch it and be like <laughs> whoa you guys see how fucking sick this looks mm-hmm. um this is that we peaked we peaked <laughs> there will never be anything better and now oh my god uh-huh. now now we'll be showing people the matrix awakens and they'll be like oh my god video games uh so you know that's cool i yeah i th- that's that's a neat thing that they, yes. they're doing um 
But other than that, yeah, like nothing like really blew my mind. Whereas Jeff was like, you guys are going to fucking you're never going to be able to pick your jaw up off the floor. I I was promised that things were going into overdrive and nothing was overdriven. I'm just going to say, I was promised overdrive. Uh, If you want to get technical, um, Mona Lisa Overdrive is the name of one of the sequels to the cyberpunk novel Neuromancer and Mona Lisa Overdrive is also one of the most prominent songs in the Matrix. Oh, okay, I guess. I've done it. I've made it work. It's also a Christmas movie. (laughs) Got him. Yeah, so... I don't know. That's it. I mm-hmm. the game awards continues to be bizarre. I I like it because we we had some really good bad little Caesars pizza. Uh, you know, and great well, experience. It was a great experience all around. I had fun. No, I'm company. saying getting the little Caesars. Oh, that was great. Yes, you, and your description of it to me was also excellent. Yes, I, I, I mean, like not interacting with humans. Uh, here's what you do, guys. If you've never like ordered Little Caesars, you just download the app. You order what you want, and then you get like a code. It's just like a three digit code. You walk in, and then you just kind of walk over to like these like cabinet type things. You just type in the three digit code. You grab your pizza, and you walk out. You don't have to interact with anyone. It tends to 10, 10 out of ten experience. I would do it again, but they are like twenty minutes away. Yeah. And I don't know if it's worth. God, that was greasy. That was the greasiest pizza. It was the I've greasiest ever had. pizza of all time. Jesus Christ! If I ever did that again, I don't think I would get pepperoni and try yeah. try to see if like another, if maybe like the sausage will be less greasy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, you had to get paper towels, and I we had, had to immediately get paper. Like I picked up that first pizza pizza, and I was like, oh, I need paper towels right now. <laughs> we have to go get them. Oh, so yes, it was greasier than your hair. Greasier than your hair. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's all I got this week. Yeah. Um, yep. Next week we're gonna do the open critic. Uh, yes. Final results. So. Final results. I you know I had a good run. <laughs> I tried my best. We'll we'll see how how I'll go through every single game and just make sure if like maybe some a game changed a little bit here and there. So yeah, maybe I'll just add, secretly add in some games that we didn't actually <laughs> predict and get them all correct. I mean, we could, we should have done like call of duty. Cause like, of course there's going to be a new call of duty. Even yeah. though we didn't know the name of it. Yeah. But I don't know if either of us would have said like low seventies. No, <laughs> no, I probably would have said 80. I would. Yeah. I would have said like 81 or 82 or yeah. something like that. So no, I'll get them next time. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, that'll do it for us here. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>